Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Jesus, and we're back again. It's another episode of Sure It'll Be Grand. That super special Irish-led podcast featuring me, Owen, and Dan. Dan is also here. What's up, Dan? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm definitely not tired, and I'm very wide da- awake and clear-minded. Yeah, it's that's a true statement that you've just made. I think Dan yeah, is the most it. awake he's ever been. Yeah. I'm so alert and like I'm not waiting for my brain to give me any sort of basic sentence structure. No, but look, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. We don't yeah. have a, it's not like we're watching a super highly intelligent movie. I'm the one who's meant to be tired, is this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're both, we're both a bit tired, okay? <laughs> it's this, the weekend, lads. Yeah, look, Come it's on. the weekend. It's the weekend as we are recording this, yeah. by the way. And it's no. definitely early in the day. Yeah, sure. It's it's before 3 p.m., so that's yeah. early to some people. Anyway, this week we're back with another regular... Well, it's an irregular... It's a regularly scheduled episode, but it's not the usual thing because we're doing a listener request. Yeah, we are. The, the second one we did on the show, this one came into us from a friend of mine, Richie. Shout out him. He sent us two requests, in fact, one of them. I looked at and immediately went, there's not a fucking chance. Yeah, I would you sent to me and I was immediately the same. <laughs> the, I would, we were both, there's not a chance I would put myself through watching that movie. So yeah. we chose to do this one instead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, I mean, it was one of those things that, oh, this is a terrible example. This is a not so terrible example. Well, this movie actually kind of looked fun. Yeah, it has all the, it definitely has all the trappings of things that we would enjoy also. Yeah. And, I suppose I'll tell you what the movie is before we go any further into it. The, the movie Richie chose for us to watch is 1990's Dark Man. Yeah. Which is a comic book movie, sort of. Yeah, it's definitely in the spirit of a comic book movie. Maybe a comic book movie from the 1960s, that kind of feel. Yeah, to like it. it's not actually based on a real comic. Yeah. But it's it- like. It's not an anime, you know, because it wasn't made in the anime province of Japan. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. It was not. Yeah, it's not the style of a comic book um, movie and only comic book in general. So, yes, it's not a comic book originally, though it is now. But I would still consider it like a comic book styled movie at least. No, it's a hundred percent. It's it's basically Spider Man. So, Dark Man came out in nineteen ninety, directed by Sam Raimi, who everybody knows and loves from the Spider Man trilogy, from the Evil Dead franchise mm. which we were just discussing before we started recording i've never seen any of it i'm fairly I sure i've yeah i've never seen evil any of the evil dead i'm aware of it i know that it's supposed to be good i know bruce campbell made his cameo in dark man and i went oh holy shit it's bruce campbell hey that's yeah. cool i get that and it's definitely it's definitely a horror movie i think you you'd watch as well because Yes, it's horror, but like after the first one, it's quite campy, fun horror too. Well, yeah, I mean that's how I've always thought of it in my brain. Yeah, the first one is a I, little bit spooky. You uh, know, <laughs> I uh, everything I know about it does has never yeah. informed me that it was supposed to be a horror movie. 
But yeah. you know, may, someday, maybe someday we'll get to that. Maybe we'll start. Last week, last time when we did Face Off, I said, "Hey, maybe we're gonna start looking into more John Woo films. Maybe now we'll start looking at Sam Raimi movies and we'll start doing yeah, The Evil Dead. Look at all these plans I'm giving us. Yeah, we'll definitely put them on paper. Yeah, we'll write that down. Jot that down. So, Dark Man. The sound effects, man. You're the only one who does the sound stuff here. <laughs> what was that supposed to be? <laughs> a pencil on paper. That You just, like, thumped your fingers off a desk, and that's what pencil no, sounds like. I was scratching my nail on the table. I guess it didn't come off as well. No, it sounded like you were, like, fumbling with something, to be honest. <laughs> well, that's how I write. So, yeah, uh, stop you, yeah your, your calligraphy, is it's obvious in your handwriting. Darkman. Released 1990, directed by Sam Raimi, produced by Robert Tappert. Screenplay by Sam Raimi, Ivan Raimi, Chuck Farrer, and a bunch of other people that they brought in to do, like, rewrites. And watch everyone come in and say, here, look, let's have a look at this. Is it? The studio, basically, halfway through the writing thing, the studio were kind of like, we could be onto something here. This has franchise potential. So they brought oh, in, like, shit. okay. Yeah, they brought in like a bunch of random people to do to like add some dialogue yeah. and make it more like Hollywoody, I guess. I suppose. Yeah, which it isn't. Yeah, not really. No, not it. Not when it came out. Uh, I guess. Yeah. But well, except the the helicopter chasing. That's very Hollywood. Darkman stars Liam Neeson, <laughs> Francis McDormand, Colin Friels. I hope I said that right. Larry Drake and uh, Ted Raimi, Sam's brother. Uh, is in there briefly. He has a little Larry a little Drake. Part. Is a cool name. Larry Drake. That's who plays Robert G. Durant. The oh, uh, the man who comes back in Dark Man Two. The henchman villain. Yeah, he's he's not. I say with superior <laughs> superiority, even though the IMDb page is just open in front of me and his face yes. is there. And mm. the movie's called The Return, the Return of, of Durant. Durant. Yes. <laughs> so this movie had a. This was Sam Raimi's f- first instance in Hollywood so it had a decent budget 40 million dollars was the budget that he was given by Universal Pictures it looks to like make it. this movie and it actually was did well it got back about 50 million at the box office oh, so it, so it, it was yeah, a, it made money that's yeah. why they make got to make two sequels Darkman 2 The Return of Durant and Darkman 3 Die Darkman Die <laughs> No oh, I'm man. no I'm saying I, no I'm saying the Darkman the <laughs> <laughs> So those are the two sequels. And there you go. That's all you need to know off the top. Let's get started. Let's do what the hell is going on here. What the hell is going on? So what's going on in Darkman? Well, some backstory for Darkman, first of all. So Sam Raimi, this was his first, like, studio movie Mm. that had a big budget. So prior to this... It was an indie, basically. Prior to this, he had done Evil Dead... Like the first two Evil Deads, whichever, whatever they're yeah. called. It might be Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, or maybe one of them is called Ash versus Evil Dead. Or That's not embarrassing. It's definitely like a knowledge of Evil whatever. Dead. He did a couple of those, and they were like, you know, indie successes. People quite liked them. They're culty movies. They were yeah. at the time. Um, they got a TV series many years later. Like, they you got, know. There's a, they're big movies. You know, people like that franchise. So he'd done them, and Universal were like, all right, let's go. Let's, let's get Sam Raimi to make a movie. Sam Raimi wanted to make a superhero movie. That's what he wanted to do. Big time. He was like, I want to make a superhero movie. What he wanted to do was he either wanted to make a movie based on The Shadow or he wanted to make a Batman movie. He couldn't get the rights to either of them. Couldn't get the rights to Batman, probably because at this time, Tim Burton was busy making Batman. Yeah. For he sure was making something. At this time, because that came out 
1989. So yeah, he was never going to get the rights to Batman. They were busy. They were being made already at Batman. <laughs> Very different to what's happened nowadays when you can have multiple Batman and live action movies. On yeah, the goal, it's, kind of. yeah, it's which is you know kind of the way it's. You, you would have seen that in like more in, in cartoons and stuff prior and yeah. a, lot, a lot for a lot longer you'd have it's no problem with there being multiple different instances of a superhero yeah, that aren't related like, cause kids aren't idiots they understand their separate they're separate canons yeah but it, also they don't care I don't think they're, yeah. they're mostly like, oh, they're just like oh Batman's Batman, in this yeah Batman's in this okay cool there's <laughs> not a sophisticated kiss in excuse me actually that doesn't make sense in Batman the third episode of the sixth season Batman Honest, did this. yeah but you know what you're saying that I feel like you were like that as a kid maybe no, actually, I wasn't. Just I just loved that. <laughs> I, I, I actually like tied all sort of continuity together to make it sense in my head. I constantly, I loved doing that. So, if they had been all continuityized, you would have liked it then. I would have tied them together and it kind of went, oh, that's weird. I, he did that, but okay, cool. I would have just gone with it. I really would. Yeah, I think most kids don't really give a shit. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, they like the character and they like the costume, and if he's in a movie, they'll just watch it. Yeah. But that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to make Sam Raimi wanted to make Batman. So I mean, what the hell would a Sam Raimi Batman movie have been like? Probably just well, like first this. First of all, you <laughs> melt Bruce Wayne's face off. You melt Bruce Wayne's face in a freak fire accident. Fire accident. Wasn't yeah. even a, okay, so <laughs> it wasn't an accident, all right. Darkman, no. I guess, will tell you who Darkman is. This movie. Yeah. So this is Sam Raimi wanted to make a superhero movie. Couldn't get the rights to the ones he wanted to make. So he was like, "Fuck it, we'll do it live," and he wrote his own thing. He had written like a short story about this character, I think, previously. He was like, let's just let's just do that. Let's make a Darkman yeah. thing. And his initial concept for Darkman was all he had in his mind was a man who can change his face. That's what he wanted. Yeah. A man who like wears different faces and can pretend to be people and whatever. And then it yeah. like him and uh, I think his brother, Ivan, who was writing the script, the screenplay with him, kind of fleshed it out. And he said the more he kept writing the character, the more he thought... This is the Phantom of the Opera, is kind of what I'm yeah. writing here. And Darkman became this kind of melding of the Phantom of the Opera comic book stuff and like universal monster movies from the 1930s. There's a lot of like Frankenstein and stuff in it. Um, there's a lot of Frankenstein. There's also the Invisible Man touches yeah. there too. There's yeah. a yeah, and you can the hundred percent you can see it in some of the shots as well that it's mm. very like 30s like weird. Yeah, love it. It's really yeah, so cool. It's cool. Well. It's very highly yeah. stylized, as Sam Raimi yeah, yeah. loves to do. So it's great. But Darkman yeah. is, aka Peyton Westlake, Doctor Peyton Westlake, played by Liam Neeson. In honestly, the like the weirdest I've ever seen Liam Neeson get with a part. To be honest, yeah, this is, this is pre uh, Schindler's List. This is pre when it actually no, I'm an authentic actor. Now. Yeah, this is yeah. <laughs> Because he went, he went from this. Then he got Schindler's List, and he was like, "No, I'm a re, I'm a real actor. I only work with the best. I only work with Scorsese and Spielberg and the likes." And then, and then, he, and then he, he and then that yeah. fell apart, and he started doing Taken, and went back to where he belonged. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, no, I mean, no. Okay, Liam Neeson is a fantastic actor. No, he is. Um, he's not good at accents. Not good at accents at all. He can barely do his own accent because he's from <laughs> Belfast. And yeah. So like. It's like he's on a surf. It's, it's literally like being on a wave when he's speaking in this movie because he tries American accents and they always come in at the beginning. You can hear the little American tinge at the beginning. Then he slips down into Liam Neeson and he comes back up as American at the end. Yeah. And the shorter sentence, the more believable it is because you only hear the American notes. But the longer sentence, you just start rambling and 
yeah he get, he'd go and that's kind of just his voice now i think there's yeah. like tinges of american to his irishness and it's like the very slightest hint of like north northern accent like yeah. just there in yeah, some some words it depends when you seem like I, I i saw him like on the late late show there years ago and he was on with uh what's his face the late, another late um, um gleason gleason was on as well Tony and the, yeah and oh, brendan gleason. i think uh the older one brendan is the dad donald is the red-haired one from star wars has been on so much now that's like his name is fixed in my head now as well he's, he's done so much himself now but um oh, yeah. yeah um but yeah both of them were on the late late show and they were talking and that's what i heard him speak in his most authentic northern accent because you know they're both because he was uh, on irish television oh. <laughs> yeah with that <laughs> and uh, brendan gleason where's brendan gleason from again isn't he he's from dublin i think are you sure i pretty sure yeah okay I could be wrong, but I'm I'm pretty sure he's from Dublin. I had a feeling that they were talking about both being from the north in some ways. Um, no, Brendan Gleeson born in Dublin, went to college in Dublin, oh, lived all his life okay. in Dublin. Okay, yeah, I, but I think him just talking to Brendan Gleeson, who has a very thick Irish accent, and he has never let that behind. <laughs> no, it's worked yeah. for him. Why would he? Yeah, so I, I, yeah, no, that's the closest I've ever heard him go pure Irish again. Like, yeah, but that's besides the point. Peyton Westlake, Liam Neeson plays Peyton Westlake, who is a, a doctor of some sort, presumably medical, given what he's doing. He is yeah. trying to develop a, a synthetic skin that can be basically grown in a lab and then placed on burn victims to replace their burns. To replace, the, replace the skin that they've lost. He has like a 3D printer for this thing that makes but a skin out of glue. It's like... It's not even a printer. It's literally just like he, a hologram and then it becomes real. It's very, very yeah. high tech. <laughs> yeah, they really go into the science of that one. Very high tech. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, and imagine, like, it is also very precise because 99 minutes, isn't it? Yeah, that's the flaw that they can't figure out. That when the, the skin that they've created, when it's exposed to light, it only lasts for 99 minutes. That's, how, that's as long as they've been able to get the skin to last and then it just melts. Do you think it takes like a flash of light and then it's just 99 minutes no matter what, even if it's dark? Because I, they stuck to 99 minutes constantly, but he was outside, no, he was in the shadow, everything. No, because at the start of the movie, when they discover that it's light that's causing it, he's, yeah. he's looking at it under the microscope and all the lights are on. And it's only because yeah. the power goes out and the lights turn off that it then stays longer than the 99 minutes. Okay, right. I think they kind of broke that rule in a few months I, in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> who knows okay. who knows but that's the thing he's making a synthetic skin he himself falls victim to a rogue arson incident <laughs> basically yeah. some gangsters blow up his lab because he they're looking for a document that would allow them to build a city or some fucking random comic book shit and yeah. uh, he gets like fifth degree burns all over his body and his face and his hands are melted he's got no lips he's in the hospital they perform. No well. yeah, they man. they perform a surgery on him, uh, where they cut the nerves of his spinothalamic tract in his brain, which is, according to the movie, the the nerve pain center nerve. that controls pain. 
in the body. And they, right. this is apparently a new treatment that they're using on burn victims so that they don't spend the rest of their life screaming in agony. Oh, yeah. That's when the doctor starts stabbing him, saying, oh, look, he can't Yeah, feel the brain. doctor walks in and says, <laughs> look, he can't feel anything and just stabs him with a scalpel. <laughs> she's clearly an, an incredible medical professional. Yeah, she's she's also very delicate because as she walks out, she's just like, ha um, What's it? Um... She just keeps making, oh, we hope that they do well, but, you know, most likely they're going to die and all this kind of stuff. It's like, mm. my God, you walk through a ward of burn victims. What yeah. the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. But the surgery, because he can't feel pain, he can't feel tactile input, essentially. He has no sensory yeah. input. This gives him enhanced strength because his adrenal glands are overloaded or something. It's yeah. kind of iffy in the movie. They say it and, like, on all, on an occasion, he seems stronger than other people, but like sometimes he's not. So it's it's a weird one. I don't know if it I mean, comes it just makes sense. You don't feel the pain in your muscles either when you're lifting something. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, that's the big thing that stops you from lifting certain things. Yeah. He, he goes ow ow yeah, ow. That's it. He's he's like he's Captain America. Yeah, yeah, Captain America. That's it. Yeah, that's that's, that's actually the original backstory for that's, Captain America. This is Captain America. He's one of the failed experiments to create Captain America to recreate the Super Soldier Series. Honestly, I, I kind of love it. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably what he is. But he, so he becomes, he's dead also, the but the whole fact that he's like, has no skin and he's burned and can't feel pain makes him go crazy. It heightens yeah. all of his emotions. He goes crazy. All he wants yeah. is revenge on the people that did this. He becomes Dark Man. He uses his yeah. synthetic skin to pretend to be people and frame them for stuff and then just kill people and stuff. And the thing is, right, he has some crazy moments where he like, starts beating things and I kind of went Jesus he's uh, sane and then I kind of reevaluated that and says actually these are perfectly measured responses to everything that's happened to him yeah no like, we were saying this while watching it that like he, yeah. people are like Jesus he's lost the plot you're supposed to think he's gone crazy but yeah. we were both kind of like I mean he's having a very appropriate response to everything that's happened to him to be quite yeah. honest he's really? lost like, his I thought he would have been worse he has lost his skin I think yeah. I think going a little bit mad is kind of okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know, as a treat, you know. Yeah, Liam Neeson can go a little bit crazy as a treat. <laughs> Wait, no, can't say that in light of other things. No, anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> speaking of Liam Neeson, so he spent Liam Neeson spent eighteen hours on certain yeah. days, not in total. That would be that would not be a lot there were some on many days during filming he would spend up to 18 hours in this prosthetic special effects You'd makeup that. that they applied to him and he said, I know you're a bit claustrophobic I, uh, yeah no I wouldn't I don't think I'd be able for it which is what I was going to ask is like so Liam Neeson said that at the time now uh, he never he didn't do the sequels so you can imagine that he didn't actually enjoy it but he said at the time that was part of the reason why he wanted to do the movie because he was like that's a challenge for me as an actor to yeah. to work in that kind of setting to work in makeup and to he spent a long time trying to work trying to figure out um how like to how to talk and how to act with the prosthetics on yeah. and specifically how to speak when he had no lips he does brilliant acting with his eyes in this movie, yeah. especially when you see the burns on him and all that kind of stuff. He, he has a, there's a lot of like sympathy and sadness in the eyes. He yeah, big time. Yeah, and up. it is very like old, like silent movie acting at times as well. I mean, yeah. he's screaming and stuff, but you can you can see the like that in, the intense close-ups from something yeah. like Frankenstein or like mummy movies from the thirties and forties and stuff. 
Um, yeah. But I guess what I was wondering is, because you always hear stories about, like, actors who, and uh, especially now it's more prevalent with, like, comic book movies in particular, actors who've have, yeah. had to spend a lot of time getting into costumes or makeup and stuff like that. Mm. I mean, you'd have Karen Gillan to play uh, Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. like, shaved her head and then has to every day get into this ridiculous thing that process that takes hours just to get ready the thing, it's not just makeup on her face that's a, like a like a rubber mask from yeah, most of her like it's like, crazy and you hear like even um jennifer lawrence had to do it for the x-men movies to play mystique and she hated every single second yeah. of it and that's that that yeah, part I, hidden of her so I mean, much as well that yeah that was because yeah after the first one she suddenly was she was a huge star so now they were yeah. like uh, we want maybe have her face in it more than her hiding hidden behind the blue thing, but she yeah. hated it, and you could see that in her acting because she was just fucking phoned in. She just yeah. was not present for most, but she hated playing that part. And I suppose the big one that um, I suppose we know about is um, John Rhys Davies, who plays Gimli in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh fuck, poor man. He was he, blind for most. Of it. He could, like he had a severe reaction to the prosthetics that he had to wear to play Gimli. Um, to the point where he just he was in pain, he couldn't really see properly. Yeah. And he's the so because of that, he's the only member of the fellowship who didn't get the the matching yeah. tattoos that they all got at the end of filming. Yeah. He felt he just wasn't part of it because he was in so much. He just, yeah, so it was just stress. just wasn't yeah. the same experience for him for yeah. much of it as the rest of them. But saying that, I don't think he has any contempt for the movies. Like he's no, he still no, no. Shows up and talks, and he seems to have loved his time with the actors. Yeah, he, just, he definitely did. He, he it was yeah. just the the makeup thing was just a pain. He was just in pain for a lot of it, yeah. uh, which is like fair fucking play to him for going through and, and was, still doing it. But like, I was thinking about that. Um, especially one thing that got me with Liam Neeson. Um, how obviously they made it so that his lips are like thinner and all that, so that his teeth are more bare. And I I know there's tricks and all that. But all these sort of horrible things they have to go through in makeup, that kind of stuff is probably going to go out the window in the next 10 years. They're going to have, like, because if you look at all the AI stuff we have these days, even just as hobbyists where we can track things in our home computer onto people's faces, give it 10 years of development, and I don't think we'll have to go that much into the makeup, like, bare bones makeup. Even... We even have it already, kind of. If you look at Vision, the TV series, you know, all he had was blue paint on his face in the black and white versions and a few dots, and they applied a lot of the skull parts digitally to him. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 on the way out, I would yeah. say. As a... It's probably one of the things of old Hollywood in the future going like, yeah. oh, Jesus, that's mad yeah you know? and you, they're, they're, like you you will already you already hear of not just like uh like makeup and prosthetics in general like even just like in camera like non-digital effects it's yeah. always like noted now if a movie like did not use cg yeah to create something if the monsters were actually yeah. built or if they actually made the set or yeah that and, person and don't was actually in makeup say, like, it's like I'm not trying to say it's going to be better because of it, because I think practical effects are so important. It's, yeah, but I mean, the the common opinion would be, uh, I've, at the moment in cinema culture, would be the practical effects are, are superior and they look better. But that <coughs> will probably slide away yeah. the more, like the better the CG gets and the, yeah. the more real they make I, it look. I also think um, 
it's a flawed um, opinion anyway, because there is plenty of CG that people don't even cop. Mm. The, the, the best way to do it, and it's always been the best way to do it, is to have practical effects and then boost it with special effects. And then it's grand. You know, that's that's how you should do it. And that's how a lot of good movies do do it. I, I mean, speaking of digital effects, yes, right. this movie uses a lot of blue screen. Yes, it does. And it is awful. awful. It yeah, looks like bad. I remember when I was in first year in college, they were teaching us how to chroma key and how to use the green screen effect. Yeah, yeah. I'm ninety percent sure the very first attempt we made at just doing like the weather, a weather report against the green screen looked yeah. way better than this. We didn't have yeah. a fucking clue what we were doing. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't even notice until you met... Well, I did notice a lot, especially, like, when they did fadeaway scenes to another scenes with the same person. Oh, I think yeah. his girlfriend, like, she was, like, shocked and then they did a fadeaway scene with her at the funeral and said it was awful. But the worst scene was when they're in the skyscraper and they had the city view on a balcony behind them. And I didn't cop it at first. I was just watching, yeah, good movie. And then you went, no, Dan, look near the crane, look for artifacts, like little black spots. And suddenly it was like a snowstorm. Yeah, it's, they were <laughs> everywhere in that scene in particular. Yeah. But even there's like the scenes of Darkman hanging from the helicopter. Some of them looked real. Some of them were definitely done with a stuntman. I and was others... really impressed with the audio they did. Like yeah. they, they decided to, he kept saying, get away, yeah. get away from me. <laughs> Sanctuary. Like some some of those scenes didn't looked terrible. Some were clearly done with a stuntman and looked fine. Others weren't. There's a scene of him, like it's like the honestly, it's like the Batman. You know, the, the like the Batman animated series, like the end of the thing before the logo comes up when he's like standing yeah. in the building, like against the moon. Yeah. They kind of went for that shot of Darkman like standing on a rooftop or like yeah. the roof of a. That was blue screened for some reason, and it, you could see like yeah. a white outline around Darkman. It just yeah. was like clearly the technology is not here yet for us to be doing this, but we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, completely not relevant to anything you just said. Uh, no. The amount of alleys in this movie. There's a lot of alleys in yeah. I, there's a lot of alleys yeah. in early 90s <laughs> movies <laughs> yeah like and Raimi as well like especially Raimi, like, yeah like I, most of the Spider-Man things are yeah I mean that's let's so let's I mean maybe we'll talk about Sam Raimi then yeah just just why not because he's here I a lot of people love Sam Raimi like yeah I think it's um he's he's made a lot of good movies uh, he hasn't made a lot of movies he's not like super prolific as a director yeah. or anything but um, his movies are always, like, super highly stylized. He really, really leans into stylistic shots and angles and, like, weird framing and yeah. odd sort of choices when you look at them first and you think, why has he chosen to shoot that? From Why has yeah. he put the camera there? It's so yeah. weird. Even if he's just filming, like, <laughs> a back-and-forth conversation he'll put the camera in the coffee cup or something and it'll just yeah. be like what 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 and yeah. i know other directors do it i mean obviously other directors he's not the only one that does this was, i guess is why he did such a good job with spider-man because that's comic book artists do that all the time yeah, that's the thing that's he's like he's built for bringing 
taking an actual panel of a comic book and just taking it, reenacting it sh- like in, straight in the camera. Yeah. He just ta- yeah. he doesn't like he doesn't go okay. This is what it looks like in the comic, but I'm doing a movie. Movies are different. I have to shoot this differently. He just goes right. There's the comic panel. It looks cool in a comic. I'm doing that in the movie, and he just slaps it on, and it's like yeah, yeah oh cool, and it works. Some people probably you know won't work for. Some people will be like Ugh, looks I, weird, but I think it's. Great. I think if you watched a lot of his movies, you'd probably be a bit like if you watched it in quick succession and you were just a casual fan, you'd probably get sick of it. Mm. you know you go like oh okay right man you you're just doing it stupidly now but <laughs> all the same you would you, you kind of look yeah. at it and it goes like all right we get it you can put a camera there fair enough fair play to you, blah 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 but it's not that I, I i i just think he wants to put a stamp on it he wants to do something that's uniquely him he believes framing things this way works yeah for him. yeah I, i'm sure he'd be the first one to say like not everyone should do movies the way i do them Please don't, you know. No. And he also um, didn't think Darkman was great. Oh, he, that's a shame. he, I think what he said was that there was um, there was a, <laughs> there was a lot of studio interference. Okay, so when yeah. when they were in the editing room, Sam Raimi and the editor had a big falling out apparently because oh Sam Raimi called in and was like, looked at how the edit was progressing and saw it, and he was like, "You're not following my storyboards. You're not." editing the movie the way I the way I built it this is not my movie kind of thing it was yeah. like what are you, like you've added some weird stuff you've cut the movie weirdly the, here are my storyboards follow them this yeah. is my movie and the studio were kind of like no no come on Sam this need, we need to make this a make thing a we need to make it a yeah. Hollywood movie not just like you're not doing a little indie project anymore this is a big thing so that he wasn't he was like ah, I he he was like uh yeah uh, it's not um it's not really it's not really what i i don't think it's a great movie but the marketing campaign was flawless because you universal built this marketing campaign uh prior to the movie coming out where they were like we don't really want to spend any money on marketing but we want the movie to do well so yeah. th- they literally their entire campaign was based on a single question and the question was who is darkman and all they would have the posters were just like shot like single shots of Neeson with the the head wrap on like in shadows and stuff couldn't really see his face you could just kind of see his eyes and he had the big coat on and they what they did was they went all in like cities in America they just they put up it was like a guerrilla marketing thing they put up like little posters that just said who is Darkman and like passed out like flyers and left things on bus stops and stuff all around cities that That was just that was it it was just a question just who is Darkman and then eventually they were like find out on April whatever and because of that people went to figure out what was going on and that's why the movie did well at the box office I love it. That's actually yeah, really it's cool. Like, like really and thing to yeah, do. it's yeah. really it's really well done. And even Sam Raimi was like, "Yeah, the marketing campaign was flawless. That's the only reason the movie did well because it's not a very good movie, in my opinion. But the marketing was just ridiculously well done." I mean, I do kind of want to see the Raimi cut. I know it made a joke there, but that'd be. <laughs> it would actually be nice to see. I think. I, is it? Do you think it's possible for us to talk about movies anymore without just being like? I think any time there's a big massive <laughs> problem with Hollywood, I think if anything, it might actually push Hollywood to cop on a bit more with directors. I'm not saying it's a cure. I'm not saying it's going to definitely happen. But I think Hollywood's going to be a bit more delicate Maybe, now. Yeah. Like, okay, look, let's not get too involved in case they, they stop 
happening. <laughs> they released 14 minutes of deleted scenes from the Warcraft movie this week. I, I saw, yeah. <laughs> Release the there? Warcraft... I don't know who directed that. Release the Warcraft what? Cup. Wasn't like one of the original um, people working on the... Dra- was it Dragon's Dogma 2? Was it? He, Why do I have Jordan Vote Roberts in my head? He's the guy who did Kong Skull Island. Did he do Warcraft? Yeah, but this is about video games, actually. And he was just saying, like, if he... Someone asked him, hey, you know, Dragon's Dogma 2, you, you, like, you worked on those. Would you have a different cut? And he just went into, like, a Twitter trade for what he would change and all this kind of stuff. So mm. it's even seeping into, like, non-movie stuff now. Yeah, it's, got, it's just coming into everything. I suppose, like, mo- with most projects, I think if you ask a director of any movie afterwards... Is there yeah. things you'd change or do differently? They're all going to say, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course I'd do yeah. that differently. Of course, I, yeah. if with hindsight, I'd change something. But like, I mean, the problem would be is that if they had a vision and it was drastically changed by the studio. Yeah, which some I people do that's say. That's the only valid time where you can say, hey, I'd actually maybe want to see the original cut. Yeah. Or the idea the, of it. The, yeah, that's why the big one, I suppose, for me is Suicide Squad. Yeah. Because David Ayer, even before the movie was released, has consistently said this is not the movie I made Say yeah. I made like I made a compelling drama about these characters and then Deadpool came out and the studio went Suicide Squad needs to be that Suicide Squad needs to be funny and uh, an R-rated funny thing and they like chopped it together and did reshoots and he was like uh, whoa uh, no I had a drama about the Joker and Harley Quinn like what is going on here yeah. so maybe so yeah stuff like that would be cool but look I, I, I honestly I think the Snyder thing was a one-time thing. I don't think this is going to yeah, come Yeah, probably out. not. I hope not. I, I kind of hope not. I kind of do and I kind of don't. I don't really know. I, don't. I kind of I hope that the light has shown on this bad practice and that studios are a bit more careful and let the directors do a bit more of their own thing. If that's the only thing that comes from this, I'm happy. Yeah, and I've, I've broken my rule. I said I didn't want to talk about it anymore. I just went and did it. It's in your heart, man. It's in your heart. Just, you never let go. Snyder is always in here. <laughs> he lives in me. <laughs> he lives in you, in you Pendy. Uh, so let's talk about the guns in this movie because people in this movie do not know how to shoot guns. No, they uh, absolutely. Oh, they have never seen a gun before in their entire lives. They don't know what's going on. <laughs> There's multiple people. Fabio from the romance novels is wandering around with a gun, and he's just like. He takes this really wide set stance with his legs like six feet yeah. apart. Like he's trying to do the, the splits. Journey face on him. And he just, just hip fires everything and laughs. And it's just like, what? That's not... And like the weirdest thing is, because we both remarked on it watching it, like these people have... There was clearly no gun training involved for these actors. Also, especially like machine guns wise, they just kind of let them hang on like around their neck yeah. and then just shooting it. And there's no pushback on these guns. There's it no... It's just like no. they, hanging in the air. They also like... They don't ever aim, but still sometimes hit things. Yeah. They just like barge into rooms and empty their entire clips into a room without knowing if anyone's even in there. They, but they, but they also shoot into crowds and don't hit by. It's very odd. But here's the thing, man, man. Right there. Here's the thing, though. One guy has a prosthetic leg, which is a gun, so it's it's worth it. Oh, it's all yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. Um, my first thought when I when that happened because there's a scene that started in the movie where some guy has a prosthetic leg and one of the other characters rips it rips his leg off and it is revealed to be a gun and the guy with the one leg is just hopping throughout the yeah. scene. But my first instance was my gun for a leg. All I could think of was Planet Terror, the Robert Rodriguez yeah. film where 
um, Rose McGowan has a gun for a leg, but her yeah. her leg is just a gun. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> just all, all way up to the hip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, I also love that first scene because he went into this place. Uh, there was like five of them, and they walked in, and they had meant to have no guns on them, and they're in this big, massive place at the docks, and there's probably what twenty, thirty people of the other gang, and he rips off that one leg and turns the tide. <laughs> and everyone else gets like murdered except one. Dude. Yeah, he kill he kills everybody except the yeah. main guy that they're there to recruit. Yeah. And Robert G. Durant cuts that man's fingers off. <laughs> yeah, he sure does. And he doesn't even do this like, oh, I'm threshing you now. Are you gonna change your mind? Like, no. No, pop, he walks pop. up and apparently that was something that um Durant and Raimi like worked on to add to the character because they wanted him to have like a discernible like thing about him like a quirk yeah. kind of thing almost and they just were like he collects fingers yeah. that was their thing that uh, they decided he collects people's fingers <laughs> i think it must have been a last minute sort of idea as well because the way they showed his hand when they cut off one finger and the shot for the next finger and you can so clearly see the fingers just fall oh, he's just fold, he's just hiding it with yeah. his hand he's just hold, like, yeah it's but like in the first one it's not even him too well in the yeah. second shot they hide it fairly okay because they should hide the whole entire hand but it's just like that's such such an easy and obvious thing to pay attention to and you kind of fucked it up yeah it's weird <laughs> but the reason i bring yeah. up the gunplay is because we all re- both of us remarked on how bad it was and i was very surprised to find that they brought they actually brought in a man named Chuck Farrer, who is an ex US Navy SEAL yeah. who now like produces movies and like is you know a con- consultant for army Maybe movies and war fun. movies and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like is that how they really do it? I wonder. <laughs> they brought in like, this Navy SEAL. Like, Hollywood yeah. movies lying to us. They're it's all, like, oh yeah. you mentally keep to your You're not meant to keep to your shoulder. That's silly. No, just, why yeah, you I'm do it there? Just park <laughs> it on your hip. And there, yeah. there's no recoil. That's how it works. Oh, recoil! That's a Hollywood thing. It's, it's not they made, they oh, made up. Recoil yeah. goes in the bullet. It moves yeah. forward. They made Whoa. up. Recoil is a thing they made up for Call of Duty games. All right, there's yeah, no such it, thing yeah. as recoil in real yeah, bullets. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, I just God. love like U.S. Navy SEALs are wandering around somewhere, <laughs> holding guns like that and screaming. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, yeah it's yeah, funny it thing very though. Strange. But I guess maybe. <laughs> No, because the thing is, like, one th- thing I thought was, are they trying to, uh, like, imitate, like, the 1940s mob mobster movies, you know, where the mafia had guns and miniguns and just kind of mm. shot it down. But even in those movies, they they do it better than that. And then I realize, also, in those movies, you know, those are pe- people who are probably at war who shot guns. They probably know how to use prop guns. Yeah. You know, it's just post yeah, war. I suppose <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit Scarface, like the way your man holds the gun. It's very like, say hello to my little friend. And well, I suppose like, it's Scarface. He has it's... entity, like yeah, he hunches the shoulder, like and yeah, I don't know what they were doing with it. Really, it's just funny yeah. the way they, they nobody knows. And the grenade launcher came on, um, oh, and like, look, man has I'm a sniper scope on a grenade launcher. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe they do have scopes, and I'm just very ignorant. But I feel like grenade launchers don't. I don't think you know, like scopes. they're not. The, the, the grenade launcher doesn't it doesn't fire the grenade like a bullet it's yeah. not like that, it, the it velocity of the grenade is not like a bullet it doesn't ping to a target you just like lob it in a direction it's like yeah <laughs> and even if it shoots straight forward these bullets are big wind itself would push it off so easily like yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. Very Look, odd. any good nuts out there who know about grenade launchers, if we're wrong, let us know. And yeah. don't come to our house. All, no, um, I no. Any gun nuts out there? I don't, oh. I don't want gun nuts listening to my podcast. Thank you very much. Dark man. Don't dox me, please. Oh no, I don't want. I'm not worried about the doxing with yeah, gun nuts, man. I don't, I don't want gun nuts coming to my home <laughs> or my country in general. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Darkman. So, uh, oh God, who have we not talked about? Casting, I suppose. I'm, I, uh, I'm reversing a little bit. I meant to talk about this earlier. But some other people considered for the roles because I thought when we did this with Face Off last week, it was, it was interesting to see who, who the studio like what, thought they were going to have in this. Um, so, Raimi, of course, initially, who would you have thunk he wanted to play Darkman? Uh, you you talk about it like it's an obvious answer. It's I, Bruce I, Campbell. Oh, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. He wanted <laughs> Bruce Campbell to do it, and then I want to work as well. The, the studio said no. They were like, Bruce Campbell can't do this. He's not. He won't be able to pull off Darkman. <laughs> and they're right. But they got uh, him sorry. in as a yeah. They got him in as a. No, Bruce Campbell's more comedic, and he's he's great. I yeah. I love Bruce Campbell, but not for this role. They got yeah. They got him in. They got his cameo in anyway. And so technically, he did play Darkman because his cameo is. Liam Neeson with a dis- he has a disguise on. He like no, no, no. Dark- we don't know that. It's just a scene implies that that could just been a random guy who decides to turn okay, around. Okay, just a screen. random dude who just like, was like, "Hull," turns and looks at the camera at the end. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Bruce Campbell was just an extra that day and was like, "Oh." <laughs> it's just you know, Raimi just loves Bruce Campbell so much. He always puts center of the shot by yeah, accident. He didn't mean to. He was just like, oh, fuck it. I have to Bruce cover me. Wait, no, no, I love it. They, they were like filming the scene and they actually just genuinely saw Bruce Campbell walking down and saying, Bruce! Bruce! And he goes, oh? <laughs> Scene! We got it! Yeah. <laughs> but uh, other people who were considered before Liam Neeson was cast to play uh, Peyton Westlake slash Darkman were Bill Paxton and yeah, Gary absolutely. Oldman. Oh, Gary Oldman would have been the mm. perfect choice. Yeah. Holy shit. He wouldn't... Uh, look, I love Liam Neeson, but no Gary Oldman. That's the option. Gar- yeah, Gary Oldman would have fucking nailed this. To be yeah. honest. He would have been great. And, you know, I'm fairly sure Gary Oldman has that face because he's such a character actor. I was trying to... Sorry. Never mind. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm not saying that Gary Oldman got into a terrible... Uh, whatever. He, yeah, I don't, I don't have much time for him anymore. Anyway, oh, what? what? Churchill, uh, Francis McDormand oh, um. <laughs> as Julie Hastings, <laughs> who who we haven't mentioned. Uh, Francis McDormand, everybody knows Francis McDormand more so lately, I think. Um, and in for her three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, the movie that she won an Oscar for a couple of years ago, and she gave an incredible speech. Her acceptance speech at the Oscars is incredible if you haven't seen it. Um, but the studio Universal wanted Julia Roberts to play that character. I get, um, you know, nineties. Yeah, they hair. were almost they were almost gonna do it, and then I think Pretty Woman came along, and suddenly Julia Roberts was a massive star, and they could they were like, oh, okay, no, we can't, yeah, we can't do her, uh, and then they wanted uh, Demi Moore was considered, mm-hmm. which could have worked also. 
Uh, and they want, and uh, I think Bridget Fonda was on the list as well, but they thought she was a bit too young. But um, Fra- Francis I would McDormand. Julie Hastings, the character. No, she's terrible. The, Ju- Francis McDormand didn't like her either. <laughs> yeah. Francis McDormand took the role, and she's quoted as saying, "This is the first bimbo I've ever played." <laughs> yeah, she is. She's pretty much that. Uh, the, yeah. There's nothing more to her except her reaction to Darkman. That's it. And yeah, she's <laughs> fucking elephant. Well, no, don't blow your load too soon. We'll get to that in a moment. Yeah, blow my load. Yeah, but Frances McDormand is like, she's a great actress, and more so yeah, now than, you know, she just was, it's a terrible role. It's not a good part, Julie Hastings. There's a reason we didn't mention her, I think, at all, even in discussing the movie. She's just present for most of it. Yeah, she's, she's, she's the just damsel. there for Darkman to yeah. want to have some sort of revenge and come back. Yeah, to pretty life. much. She's the damsel in distress. Kind of Absolutely, one hundred percent. Like literally, I want to say she just walks into an alley and like two cars come out and take her away. Like, yeah, yeah, just straight up, nothing then, else. Then she does. She pulls a Mary Jane. <laughs> She's stranded on the top of a construction site. What yeah. Darkman fights. Hey, excuse me. <laughs> oh, she also hits uh, one of the bad guys in the back of the head. Yeah, Mary Jane did Every that. Every damsel in distress ever on the planet I on the think. Earth. Did Mary Jane do that? No, she was just a straight oh, up damsel in Spider Man Three. I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Well, there's that's Darkman. So let's do our Jay's moment. Listen, I think we're both on the same page here. Yeah, we right? are. Right, there's yeah, one. Dance. We dance yeah. to one and song and one song only here. All right, the Jay's <laughs> moment. There's nothing else we could have picked. The Jay's moment is the quote that Richie sent to me when he requested we do this movie. Right, I didn't even know that. He, <laughs> I think we come to the no, same conclusion. Yeah, anyway. R- Richie, when he he commented on Facebook and what he said was, "Oh, you have to do Darkman. It's Liam, Liam Neeson's magnum opus." And then he yeah. he said, uh, "Attached was the clip of this scene in the movie, ah. <laughs> which is what sold us on it, sold me on it." Um, I didn't even see the, I didn't even see the link. Uh, so oh, this is a genuine right. reaction. <laughs> so to set the scene, Peyton Westlake is. Attempting to reconnect with Julie Hastings, his lost love, who thought he was dead, he can only do mm. so in small instances because his he puts on a f- his a prosthetic of his old face, so she doesn't realize he's hideous now. Um, but he they go to the fun fair, and he decides uh, I'm gonna win you a prize. You know the the thing at the fun fair, we throw a, a baseball yeah. at three bottles. The you know one of those rigged fun fair games, and. Uh, one of those rings yeah it's one of them it's one of the rigged games at the fun fair (laughs) of which is all of them (laughs) but he he decides i'm gonna win her this whatever he's like you pick whatever you want and he he misses the first two shots and then he gets thick and this is one of the instances where his like enhanced strength or whatever rears its ugly head because he gets thick and they do another close of his eyes and he's clearly like losing his mind he's like i need to win this fucking and he Throws the baseball, knocks off all three things, which is not possible. And the guy is like the the the, the funfair worker, Charney. Yeah, I I didn't want to say that because I'm not sure if that's an, a, an appropriate term, but oh, I don't know. The funfair. I, I apologies if it is the guy who works yeah. the bo- this booth at the at the funfair. Um, is kind of like what the fuck, and he looks and he says, "No, sorry, you don't win. Your foot was over the line." And Liam Neeson's like, my foot was not over the line. What are you talking about? I'm standing right here with my girlfriend. And they he slowly gets angrier and angrier and eventually takes a pink elephant off of the wall. 
and tries to give it to Julie. And Julie's like, I don't want the elephant. And Liam Neeson just completely loses his mind <laughs> and just screams, take the fucking elephant! While they do a big intense close-up of his eyes and it's just yeah. ludicrous. It's just a, it's just a wonderful scene. Oh, he bends the fingers back and everything. and Oh, he breaks the man's fingers, yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is that's yeah. that's that's from his other movies, obviously. That yeah, this was he had some taken yeah. training, like oh, we have some rubber years. fingers left from the um, <laughs> even Dead. We'll bring that along. Sorry. Oh, Sam Raimi, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Liam Neeson was like he's already no, Sam Raimi had two fingers yeah, yeah. in the back. Yeah, it's fine. But Liam Neeson just has rubber fingers everywhere. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Next. but the, I think that's the Jesus moment, surely. Yeah, absolutely. It has to be. There's nothing else we okay. could have picked. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, we, I could have, honestly, I thought about picking the weird blue screen in the office thing because it's just so abnormal and yeah. odd that it, that it's, it did it so many times. It pales but, um, in comparison. It's, no, there's nothing quite compares to Liam Neeson screaming, take the fucking elephant, at yeah. his lovelorn girlfriend, Frances McDormand. Also, while yeah. his face is kind of melting because he's been out in the light for too long. Also, I'm not sure if it's because both actors weren't massive into the movie, but didn't really get much chemistry between the two at all. Um, No, not particularly. I don't think they had a lot of Jeez. chance to either. Like, you see them as a, as a, as a couple at the start, and it's kind yeah. of like, like Peyton proposes to her, and she's like, what? No. We I like even, how my own that. We don't, we don't even live together. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, we basically do. Like, She's like, nah, man, I'll think about it, okay? And then he dies in a freak arson incident. And it's like, maybe she didn't really love him. And now, then he was dead. And now he's a weirdly disfigured, no skin having psychopathic murderer man. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what chance they have in the future, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't think um, she's going to say yes to his proposal. <laughs> I imagine she's not in the sequels. Julie, in general? I don't know, man. She, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I guess the actress isn't anyway. <laughs> oh, no. There's no, no, definitely. Frances McDormand is not. Uh, Julie, the character of Julie Hastings is not listed uh, amongst the cast of the second Darkman, Darkman 2, Return of Durant. So, who knows? Who played Peyton Westlake? Arnold Voslo. Oh, it's that guy. Yeah, so, well, that's kind of the thing. Um, uh, the sequels, I suppose we should mention briefly, yeah, because this kind of... There are sequels. There are sequels. <laughs> this kind of spawned... It was an attempt to spawn a franchise. So there was multiple Marvel-published a comic adaptation of the movie and then they did like a sequel thing like a couple of years later like short run like a couple of episodes like it wasn't like yeah. a long running series or anything um there was two direct to video sequels Liam Neeson Francis McDormand did not return Robert G Durant um sorry the, yeah the actor obviously was back <laughs> or <laughs> the character was back but the actor Larry Drake who plays Robert G Durant in Dark, the first Darkman was the only one that came back for yeah. Darkman 2 that's why they put him on the cover of it. Yeah, probably. He's, like, He's still here. I hope so. And uh, the the actor that they replaced Liam Neeson with to play Peyton Westlake in Darkman 2 was Arnold Voslow, who people will know as Imhotep in The Mummy and The Mummy Returns. Oh, I mean, that makes... Did, did The Mummy 
movies come out at the same time or before or? Oh no, uh, the first the first Mummy came out in nineteen ninety nine. So do you think they had someone saw his weird twisted face in like two, Darkman two, and went and went? Nah, wait a second. He, he played a good yeah, Mummy. Yeah, he could do a guy wrapped in bandages pretty well. <laughs> I mean, genuinely. Could yeah, that probably. be it? It could be. It honestly could be, to be honest. I don't know. <laughs> I know I'm taking a bit of a piss here, but like... That genuinely could that. be how he got the part. I don't know. You know, there's a... Okay, I'll I'll hold that my neck. I'll hold that thought for future. Yeah, um... Yeah, so there you go. There's sequels, lots of stuff. I think we've covered a lot about Darkman. So let's move into our final thoughts. <laughs> It's over now. So, Man is a movie. Yeah, it's a, it's certainly that. Uh, I don't think it's bad. <laughs> it's I don't think it's, it's all right. It's all, look, I... It's most movies that, like, you're out in the pub and someone went like, oh yeah, like the Raimi movies. Oh, did you know he did that movie like with the lad with the bandages? Uh, you know, what's his name? Dead Man or Dark Man or something. Well, Dead and, Man is what you thought the yeah. movie was called. Before yeah, I know this is my subtle reference. <laughs> no, there's um, no subtlety in these parts. All right, this is we're talking uh, about a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah, and and you know you go, oh yeah, I did watch a movie. Yeah, that was Liam Neeson. Yeah, that was mad. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah. Listen, this for me has cult hit written all over it. Right. I can I can see this having a ferocious subreddit where people are like Darkman and the sequels are Darkman is Sam Raimi's best movie Darkman blah blah blah. Darkman did everything Spider-Man did but it did it 10 years before and people just going crazy for fucking Darkman I was just mad just Spider-Man swinging through the city saying get away from me little ring the bells look there's a lot of things I mean Sam Raimi is is always an interesting to watch i think like yeah. his his stylized direction is is usually fun there's a lot of interesting things happening i think like darkman and peyton's story of like that kind of like the breaking down of his psyche after the burn and kind of his corruption into just a crazed criminal and his eventual kind of like attempt at coming back towards being a, a real human again is an interesting story um, it's a cool vision. It's a really, yeah, really it's cool like it's well trod, I think, in comic books and stuff, that kind of yeah, like anti hero yeah. type thing. Um I think Liam Neeson's performance is worth a watch, to be honest, because I've never seen him do anything as just erratic as this. He really like he's always to me been fairly like he's a good actor, but I suppose I'm more used to modern day Liam Neeson where he's very yeah. he's kind of just one note and just you just, I mean, I'm corrupt and I fight wolves and. I don't diss the grey, okay? I mean, yeah, but the, you know what I mean. You the, know what I mean. You could have it's, said terrorists or it's, Russians. It's like or Liam Neeson started to smoke 60 a day and went, that's him. The grey is a really good movie. I'm sure All it is, right. and I'll watch it someday. I, I remember you were fawning over it it's one a stage. It's movie, man. I'm sure it is. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. That's it's dark, man. I'm, you know, I'm. I, we've seen it now, I suppose. Listener, yeah. listener request fulfilled. Please never speak to us again. <laughs> no, no, no. Absolutely speak to us again. <laughs> Give us some weird other 
culty <laughs> movie because I'm fairly sure this is, is probably has a bit of a cult following anyway. I would say so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, please let us know more. Please let uh, us know. Next week on the show, we're back in action. What are we doing, Dan? I'm going to make a reference that only uh, a small percentage of people can. Uh, we're, we're watching the movie that's a remake of um, a Doctor Who episode called Love and Monsters. Oh, Love and Monsters. We're watching Love and Monsters. It's post-apocalyptic monsters and love and fun. Is the Doctor Who episode Dinosaurs on a Spaceship? No, the Doctor Who episode is called Love and Monsters. And it's the one oh, where okay. old people get like absorbed by an absorber loft and his face is all over his body. It was a David Tennant episode. You might not have watched it then. Haven't seen it. Sounds awful. Love and Monsters. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, it's genuinely considered one of the worst episodes <laughs> of Doctor Who. So there you go. We were watching um, Love and Monsters, the Dylan O'Brien yeah. movie that recently got released on Netflix. Love and Monsters. We're back right at our usually scheduled time. Every Tuesday, these episodes come out all across the internet. Amazon, Apple, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Acast. Everywhere. We're all it's verbal, it's whatever, the, whatever the hell verbal is. I think we're on some other platforms. Who knows? You have no excuse not to listen to us, is what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> and thanks, I, I guess. We got some uh, nice comments and we got some nice feedback on the um, our face-off yeah. episode. And Maybe the, you just like faces and yeah, them being the, damaged or taken off. The, um, but the, the interaction, I think, from you guys has been phenomenal, yes great recently so yeah. let's keep that going and i guess you know on that note bye bye Asher,